there are the cases where if if a man cries or a male cries, then that that's also like, oh, what's wrong with these guys? Like a mess or like, you know? Mm-hmm. So there is still that like, you know, this is a little bit that kind of bad boy thing, you know, where it's the, if you want to, you know, uh, use a complete generalisation here, but, you you know, where you've got the, the guy with the tattoos riding the Harley Davidson bike or, you know, and this kind of like, you know, alpha male or whatever, whatever the thing is. And that's kind of attracting a certain, a certain type of person there as well, you know, and that's kind of like etched in people's mind that this is what it looks like to be this kind of, this is something to aspire to. This is what, um, this is a model of which, you know, you've made it. Welcome to Long Live Podcast. I'm your host, Asa Trichikoskaita. I'm here to remind you the power of your mind and that you are the creator of your life and your story. We'll talk about all things mind, body and soul and the connection between our inner dialogue, our thoughts and how it affects our bodies. I will share my best advice, lessons and mindset shifts so you could stop overthinking and find peace of mind. In today's conversation, I'm talking with Lei Yuan. He's a breathwork and cold exposure coach. He facilitates and teaches breathwork. Lei has spent years exploring breathwork as a way to help ease pain, anxiety, and stress. This is the second part of our conversation, where we got to discuss with Lei his path of finding what the masculine and feminine side is, and so much more. Why do you find receiving love and help so difficult? His journey of discovering his childhood patterns and how they affected his relationships. Lei is a wonderful human, full of self-discovery insights, and I hope you get to experience it through this conversation. So let's jump right into it. Yes, yeah, so I was waiting for us to, to to circle back to it because we, yeah. you know, but the, you know, this is this is how it goes. It's good to just flow with the with the conversations as it goes, and of course, um, with so many interesting topics going on. Yeah, and so the, so the, que- the the question was um, about uh, healthy masculine, right, and how. Uh, What's the entry point? How I found how I found this, or how I experienced this? What's yeah, and you and you also were explaining how the external looks can form yeah some internal conversation going on inside a person's head and yeah. creating some like uh, I don't know anticipations how he should perform in a society in a way. Yeah, exactly, and you know, there's you know. You know, like it's to be honest with you as well. Like I've I've had a really interesting childhood, um, one that's very different. Um, you know, culturally, it's very different to what somebody might experience in, um, like, collectively here in Northern Europe. You know, and um, you know, you know when you know it's obviously not advisable way but i mean you know uh your parents only do the best that they can do and they they learn their behaviors and they learn their way of parenting from the models that are around them which is you know their parents and other people so you know some of those things can kind of carry through generations and one of those things for me was like i oh, don't don't cry it's you don't mm-hmm. you're a girl don't cry like a girl or you know these kind of unhealthy things and um, what ends up happening is, you know, uh, you kind of, you have 
like, you know, as to your point about like what it looks like, you know, you're a, you're a masculine, you're a, you're a strong looking man. Um, you, you, you know, it's not, not allowed to show the sensitive side or it's, it's kind of like not, it looks weak. It's, it's sort of like a weak uh, viewpoint of yourself if you're kind of showing that you feel an emotion or you cry or something affects you and you, you don't like it or, you know, you feel strongly about it. So this for me was a really interesting thing because, um, you know, honestly, I think, I think it might have been like, honestly, it might have been something crazy like 15, 16 years. I don't think I could ever recall crying. Wow. At some point, you know, like I think when I was young, there was some, some interesting, you know, you know, things that happened or whatever, like some painful things or whatever, like, you know, actual like breaking bones where I cried because it was like painful. But actual crying because I just like because of an emotional reason or something happening to me emotionally, I just could I can't, I couldn't recall. I couldn't recall that. And um, then when you look back, it's like, yeah, because that that's because I've been told that, you know, it, it's kind of been there's like this stigma attached to that. That's, that's, you're a girl. And then like later on in life, you're like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with, what's wrong with that? Well, like you said earlier, you, you said it perfectly. I mean, we all contain this sort of um, masculine and feminine energy, right? I mean, that's the beauty of it. That's, that's this beautiful energy flow. And, um, you know, you ask any, any, uh, any woman, she, you know, most normal women who enjoy uh, a man being around them that shows this beautiful, sensitive side and this caring, nurturing side, and uh, this healthy relationship with it, with um, the feminine energy, is beautiful, um, caring, nurturing, and and often very strong, very like strong and sort of empowering uh, feminine energy as well. And you ask a man, hey, what do you, you know, like? They they like they like women they like they like their partner or their woman to be sort of like be able to keep up with them like with the with the like yeah let's do it let's let's do ice diving or whatever together and you know I'm generalizing a little bit but you know I think I think we all kind of identify this and where it gets interesting is um, you know you know maybe this I don't know if this is like too controversial to say but it's like it kind of illustrates your point what you're what you've been saying and you correctly identifying is that like you know one my half sister for example she's quite she's quite um you know she's um you know she's she's uh, homosexual and she's she went through this period of time where you know she was very really really vocal about that and and I would say like quite almost like aggressive to the, uh, you know like feminist you know and it's really interesting because I once said to her like hey this kind of really really kind of projecting against men is is this not like masculine energy that you're displaying mm-hmm. do you know what I mean is this not is this not what this this has all the hallmarks of what's kind of perceived in modern day society as like toxic masculinity yeah and it's and that was a really interesting um realization because it was like wow you know like really like she she was kind of trying to uh, push back against that a little bit but then it was like well actually that's kind of you know it's you know as if, if we're really being all things considered here i mean if it's not just because you're female that 
you know, you know what I mean? You're still displaying masculine energy. So it's really interesting when you start to unpack these things and sort of like start looking in, in society. But ultimately, ultimately for me, um, it was really difficult um, to connect with the sensitive side. You know, I'm a very sensitive person. I've always had, always have been. I'm also a Gemini as well, so I have. I, I think there's like you know, a couple of, you know, the the twin or the the split personality or whatever people refer to. Um, some people say even three three sides to me, but anyway. <laughs> um, and you know, there's that kind of like you know, like a business sort of um, pushing kind of motivated. Uh, maybe you could see this as a masculine-driven uh, energy that I, I have, but I'm very caring, and that's and this shows up in a lot of the sessions that I'm doing. I'm very nurturing. I'm very present with people. Um, I have a sort of tenderness um, about me as well. But only when I was doing this, um, I started to kind of teach people or give these sessions or. Um, that kind of showed naturally that that sort of it was a natural way of me, for me to show that. And actually, it was funny. It's funny that you now that I'm kind of thinking about this, I've not actually connected this so much. I've not actually had to think about it so much before. But actually, through the through these sessions, it's helped. It's it's kind of nurtured or kind of allowed that to to form and be seen naturally. But also, it's helped me to show a lot more em- like uh, like I'm very empathetic like I feel people's energy but there's also been in my life there's not the again from from being not hasn't been this kind of um, safe environment or this kind of welcoming environment for me to sort of show that empathetic side you know it's always been sort of like come on let's go what do you what do you what are you waiting for let's go come on you're, you're supposed to move on to the next thing now or you're tired, so get up out of bed and let's go. And not, you know, and and having these sessions has been it's been nice because I've been able to sort of identify my own self that it, it is it is okay to feel, uh, you know, you don't ha- you can let the wall down a little bit. You can you can show uh, that something affects you a little bit. You don't have to have this kind of stoic um, response to absolutely everything in life and and not share something if it really makes you feel a certain way. Um, and then also one major, major thing for me, uh, which I attribute to this health, healthy masculine is being able to kind of, I was going to say accept love, but actually I would say it's more, more so receive love to actually receive love from people. This is something that I, I didn't realize, um, inside of me, um, up until actually not that, not that long ago. Um, I had a problem with just receiving love from people. Like I felt love on some level. Like I know that people care about me, but I, I was actually unable to. I had a problem with really opening up, opening myself up, and it felt like maybe because I, it's quite vulnerable or it's kind of allowing someone in too much um, to just really receive the love from somebody and let them show that love to you. And, you know, not talking like physical love, but just like, well, not only physical, like maybe that too, but very, very sort of emotional love. Like when somebody, you know, uh, looks in your eyes and and tells you that they care about you or um, they try and give you some advice and you can, you can just feel that it's coming from such a pure and um, you know, this beautiful loving, loving place. So 
yeah, I, I think somehow all these things were connected for me, you know, and it's been this like really nice journey to let this beautiful, you know, I, I'll be honest as well. I don't think my mom would be so, I think she'd be okay for me to say this, but like, you know, you know, I came from, I came from, you know, my, I didn't know my father uh, for a long time, uh, for about 27 years before we, we had sort of met um, again for the first time in a way uh, from when I was young to an adult. So my mom, my mom was the one who uh, raised three, three kids and, you know, she was like a, a battered and bruised, um, you know, mentally um, um, single mother. And she had, she, she also wanted to prove, like she got to the gym. She wanted to show that she, physically she's strong and that this was a symbolic thing. This is where, this is why I'm getting some of this uh, physical things like uh, filtering through some of the other discussions we've had because she got into the gym, she worked in a gym and she wanted to show strength. She wanted to show herself, but she wanted to show others. And um, that kind of galvanized her. But at some point or another, her masculine energy was somehow a little bit unhealthy too. You know what I mean? She, like I learned, I've, I didn't realize until of course, later in life when I'm a little bit more in tune, um, in tune with all these things that some of that, uh, she was a very masculine driven woman. And that was because of maybe traumatic things and um, things that were kind of surf surfacing that kind of drew her away uh, or let guided her away uh, from this um, motherly sort of very beautiful feminine uh, caring energy uh, that we all need as, as, as young, you know, well, children to teenagers to, you know, adults. I mean, your mum's your mum when you're an adult too. So, yeah, it was interesting. The modelling that I've had never really um, never really presented such like these really healthy feminine energy models for me, you know. Yeah. That was something that was kind of like um, lacking or um, and then I can, if I really trace back, it's it's maybe some of these, some of the failed relationships that I've had were because of this, because I was unable to connect with that or I was unable to um, uh, appreciate that or accept that or, you know, these kind of things. So, yeah, it's, it's been a really interesting journey to sort of like, yeah, to, to sort of like um, understand this and then also like, um, sort of accept this in myself and be like, okay, look, it's not your fault. It's okay, um, you know. And you kind of you, you kind of instant instantly go back, like I said, to one or two relationships where you're like, ah, oh, man, like, could this have been different if I'd have been a, a little bit uh, more? I mean, but this is all part of life and part of the learning process, you know, and, and part uh, part of understanding your own self and uh, growing growing as a human. Yeah, it has been such a beautiful journey for you. And as you said that during the sessions that you host, you have experienced what it means where your empathic part, your caring, your nurturing part is being accepted. And that has been so beautiful for you because as you said, when you were growing up, you didn't know that that part could have been accepted. And... Yeah as you heard that, oh, don't be like a girl. It always like opens up for me that question, why is it bad to be a girl? Because in a way what I see that 
unhealthy masculine is encouraged so much that in our work environment and everywhere that even like both men and women they are having unhealthy masculine traits and that's why it's so hard for us to have that polarity in the relationships where the man can be also feminine and vulnerable and when you shared like you were saying like you were telling your story and you would say like oh you know and in a way I was like hmm maybe I don't know I'm not a man but (laughs) I have had so many like vulnerable and open conversations yeah where men shared that oh you know I can't I can't tell anyone basically that I'm hurting that I'm vulnerable that I can't and I'm like why why do you think is that way yeah and then there's also the there's also the what what society has done as well is that there are there are for sure uh women that um you know, if a, if a, there are the cases where if if a man cries or a male cries, then that that's also like, oh, what's wrong with these guys? Like a mess or like, you know. Mm-hmm. So there is still that like, you know, this is a little bit that kind of bad boy thing, you know, where it's the if you want to, you know, uh, use a complete generalization here, but you you know where you've got the the guy with the tattoos riding the Harley Davidson bike or you know, and this kind of like you know, alpha male or whatever, whatever the thing is. And that's kind of attracting a certain, a certain type of person there as well, you know, and that's kind of like etched in people's mind that this is what it looks like to be this kind of, this is something to aspire to. This is what, um, this is a model of which, you know, you've made it, you know, that you have a good life. If you have this kind of, kind of big, you know, someone who's going to protect you as a woman, somebody who's, you know, kind of got this, you know, you know, sometimes it's a bit like middle fingers kind of attitude and like I'll do my own thing no matter what, like bad boy kind of thing, you know, and uh, somebody who, you know, doesn't, you know, marches to the beat of their own drum. Um, and this is kind of also a negative thing. This is this is like kind of the other way where um, if, a, if, a, if a man is not, seen as having some of these traits um you know like there's the old saying nice guys finish last you know there's a there's a reason there's a reason why this has been somehow um likely predominant um and some in 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 some cases it's true like in many in some parts of my life i felt i felt like i was a little bit victim to that because i was just i was quite tender person inside i wasn't this kind of um you know even though like I had these, in a way, unhealthy, um, like inner relationship or understanding of like like masculine energy. I was very, I was still very sensitive, you know. And I felt like I was I, like, especially with some of my early <laughs> relationships and girlfriends when I was young, I was super nice, you know. And 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 it's somehow lost lost the girls or a lot. Somehow the interest wasn't there or things like this. So that kind of taught me that like. And then, you know, when you're growing up through um, teenage years, you know, you have some of these friends around and, that you know, some of the really, truly unhealthy ways of which uh, objectify women or something like this kind of started echoing around me. And it was like, oh, what? that's that's how it is. You're supposed to do this, you, you know, and you're supposed to act cool and, like, you don't care about it, you know, like this. And, you know, this, this, is, this is 
this is happening in, for teenagers. You know, this is how um, a lot of the first physical experiences for teenagers is based around these kind of um, old, really old patterns and old ways of thinking. And a lot of it's like completely uh, ego driven. You, you can only imagine what some of the fathers of like, if, of some of the friends that I'd, and some of the people that I've uh, been around in, in high school and things like, like this. So it's really interesting. It's really, it's, it's quite interesting to really kind of um, catalog <laughs> some of these, some of these things in life and, and looking back at those relationships and seeing like, okay, well, yeah, I mean, you know, really, really great person and really nice, but I wasn't, and we also know, we know as well that women, uh, girls, teenage women uh, growing up into early 20s, I mean, women sort of mature much faster than men as well. So there's kind of a catch-up game to be done uh, for the men. Um, and then the hormonal things are already kicking in for men and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, there's physical urges and physical things that are kind of like feeling like, you know, <laughs> pardon the pun, but popping up all over the place and then, you know, uh, there's no real connection mentally to that and there's no balance of, of energy whatsoever as a teenager. So it's kind of like really, um, you know, it is very exper experiential and it is very experimental too in those in those early early years. Yeah, and let me just say for the listeners, even though you talked about like the external looks and everything, yeah, I don't think that you mean that like you shouldn't look good because... For those who don't know, lay you have like a very masculine body and everything. But I think like what you're saying that only that is not enough. You have to combine the external and internal game to be integrated fully. Is that right? Yeah, you know, like I mean, I have like tattoos all over the place. I have a shave. shave. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I was listening, and I was like, mm. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I have a shaved head. I have a pretty lengthy beard. Um, you know, I, I go to the gym. I go to the gym quite a lot, so I'm kind of um, physically in, I would say, pretty good shape or at least aesthetically, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with my appearance, you know what I mean? I'm, like, happy about that. Um, you know, like, for sure. I mean, this is, this is the beauty of life, right? I mean, even, even with the breathing, and this is the funny thing because uh, I have this kind of philosophy. I think maybe you've seen it before um, in some of the things I put out there on social media and actually in this book that I'm writing, it, I, I've mentioned this because it's so important to me and I think it can shed light and help other people. But there is this kind of like if you look at this infinity loop of which that is life, you know, like, you know, like this eight, this figure eight that kind of on its side, that's like the infinity loop. And you have like this physical, like one of those little loops, one one side of the eight of the infinity signal symbol is like the physicality. And then the other side is actually sort of like the, you know, if you want to say the emotion or the psychology, psychological side or the mindset side. So you have these two sort of, looping intersecting um sides and this is kind of like constantly everything you do uh physically requires some sort of you know mindset or some sort of thought um you know and then all of and you know the the mindset 
in order to do things and, and like to actually, you know, have this interview or this podcast now or turn up to the gym or go and meet somebody or go to university or whatever. I mean, of course, you need your mind and you need your mindset to sort of like say, okay, let's go. Now the physicality, you got to walk there, you got to participate, you got to sit the exam, whatever it is. So these things are kind of like kind of con- con- constantly working together and somehow what I, how I explain this is that right in the middle of that eight in this cross intersecting part um, is, is sort of like this, what I call like magic shit, you know, it's something that's sort of like when somebody, you know, some people might say, I think some people call it like they try and say it's flow state, for example, Mm, yeah. Um, or it can be a number of other things. It, it, it can be it can be called anything really. But for me, I like to just call it magic shit because sometimes we just don't truly know exactly what that is. But we know and we understand that we're kind of performing or we're doing something um, sort of intuitively but where the practice and the rehearsal and the knowledge and, uh, you know, everything is kind of, and, and the connectivity, you know, this conscious aspect um, is sort of very, very present there, sort of where conscious meets unconscious at the same time as well. So it's some some sort of um, – I kind of – I've kind of also like had this analogy where, you know, like all, all rivers flow to the sea, you know. So yeah. all, of these, all of these things we experience in life, you know, uh, like I said, the training, the – you know things you've experienced your your um, memory every everything or everything it, they're all like these rivers that flow into this one channel they meet at the sea and then when the when the fresh water meets the, the salt water in the sea this is like these two different water bodies of water kind of collide and it stirs up you know it's the most fertile part of any any ocean is basically where the rivers flow to the sea because you've got all this sediment there like there's all these different um you know planktons coming there to feed off this kind of vegetation and then that means bigger fish are coming and even bigger fish are coming and then the actual fishermen are coming so there's this kind of really really fertile place where so much so much is possible and it's not happening unless these two things aren't colliding so this is kind of the analogy of this um this infinity loop and it's there's definitely something there that wasn't there before when these two things are working in sequence with each other you know mm, that's a very cool analogy I yeah I've never connected the dots where to think about it the way that the rivers flow to the sea and that is like the most nourishing spot I have never thought about it and yeah the infinity loop. Uh, I want to still ask you about one thing. When you said that it was easier for you to give love than to receive love. And as I know, it is, if you look at it from an energetical part, it is the masculine side where you are the provider, the one who is doing and giving. And it seems like it was harder to go into the feminine side for you to receive love. But what I noticed in a society in, gen- in general, it is harder for most of people to receive love as well. So yeah. 
it seems like everyone is a little bit struggling with that feminine side where we are welcoming love. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't I don't I I, I don't know what's happening on the like I think it's a compensated like when you don't have confidence in yourself and you and you're like a lot of us again it's a modeling thing you know like who who are your role models and who are you modeling behaviors upon and what are these embedded or imprinted um, mechanisms that we have inside of our ourselves that we're sort of you know we're kind of acting based upon that you know what's what's in, ingrained in us in, in our behavioral uh, patterns and for me uh you know I, i came from uh my like my mother is my like role model for a lot of the behavior and you know we had to you know we had to run away from my dad i mean in the middle of the night we we you know we we ran away from my dad because it was an unsafe environment at that time you know there's a lot of things a very turbulent sort of um time time And do, you, do you remember at this as a kid or later? Yeah, yeah, of course. There's this I was five years old and we mm-hmm. went away, so I, I do remember certain things, you know. And um like I said, there was there's when you have a woman who has three kids, there's a certain level of drive that's required and it's 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 it, you know, there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of things going on inside, but it's easier to kind of like push that in a way that that feminine energy aside and just run completely with the masculine um and and you know um and of course that kind of when that that's the sort of the way that the 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 the, the operating mode for so long that becomes kind of like in a way second nature or first nature if you want to say it and then you know You know, my mom was able to sort of show love, show love to us, but it was in diff- it was it wasn't in this very very physical way. It wasn't even it was, you know, it wasn't so often that we were like hugging and kissing, and it wasn't so often that um, it was just sort of like providing. It was more like this providing. Uh, that was the way that she showed the love, you know, um, in in many ways. So that obviously has an impact on how emotionally how you're how i uh, i was able to kind of you know well how i wasn't able to receive love from people but in order to sort of feel you know feel love it kind of becomes this slightly unhealthy way because it was like you're you're kind of constantly telling people or or kind of pushing that out there that you love them and and giving the love but it's almost like a compensatory thing you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like uh, you know you sort of you end up saying that because you you want to hear you think you need to hear it back or something like this so yeah it was very very um like it, a bit of an estranged relationship with this acceptance of love or this not acceptance of love but receiving like really mm-hmm. actually welcoming the love in and allowing somebody to do It's like if you've ever received a compliment before, you can always, you know, it took me a long time in my life to actually just receive the compliment and not have to say like, okay, you know, if somebody says, uh, oh, you look really good today, for example, and not not 
not to have to by default say oh and you look really nice too mm, like to give it back yeah like why i mean of course that's okay but like um i can also give you another example of this um you know i had this really like um really bad patch of time where i'm like oh my god like i i don't think i'm ever going to be able to sleep again you know i had this really horrible old bed yeah um you know after after a sort of uh, failed relationship whatever or uh, like you know we separated and i bought uh, uh, you know one one time i went to this um close you know nearby bed store which is not far away um, and I was like, you know, after sleeping like maybe two hours of like really restless sleep, my neck was really sore. I went to this bed store and uh, there was this lovely, um, lovely woman that's working there. And um, she was, you know, she's like, hi, how you doing? I'm like, yeah, I'm here to buy the, the, the best bed for me. Like I need the best bed. And then she kind of went into a sales pitch and said like, you know, it's one of these really expensive, really kind of, you know, spongy foam kind of bed, um, tempur bed. I don't know if you know the one, but anyway, and it's based on some technology from NASA. And, so, and I said, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry to say this, but like, it's okay. You don't have to sell me anything. You know, I'm having the worst night's sleep ever. Uh, so I'm here to buy the bed, you know, like I'm here to buy the, the perfect bed for me. So let's go. And she kind of smiled and, you know, so then we, she did a really good job of finding me the perfect bed. And, uh, we, we spoke, we spoke a lot about, um, you know, this was during these Corona times as well. So I was kind of t- talking about like how, you know, like some, some viewpoints that I had about this and how it's a shame that, you know, people are sort of like not as connected as they were and kind of looking around at each other a little bit in fear of one another and so on at, the, at this particular moment. And uh, she was, she just happened to be wearing this mask and like, and she said, do you mind if I take this mask off? And I said, please, by all means, like, you, it's okay. Do, do what is the most comfortable. We had this great conversation. And then, you know, I bought this bed. I bought this, <laughs> I bought this really expensive bed. But then there was this moment where she, she felt like we had this beautiful conversation. She was actually um, moved to, to tears, you know. Mm. And um, then she, she just wanted to, she wanted to express, because, like, some things that I said resonated with her, where she felt like she wasn't alone anymore, you know, and yeah. and uh, she felt so you could just feel and you could see that she was so thankful for this kind of discovery, and to know that there's other people that are kind of like um, f- experiencing this and hoping uh, for different different experiences and different changes with inside of this kind of situation, and um, she said to me like. Um, can I buy you a coffee? Oh, that's so nice. And and I, you know, my instant reaction, my instant reaction was like in my mind, and I thank, I'm thankful that I didn't actually say it out loud. But it was like I, as a man, felt like no, I should buy her a coffee. Oh shoot! You know what I mean? So this is yeah. an interesting moment inside of myself where I'm like, no, 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 let her do this. Mm. let her show this this is what she wants to do and this is kind of like this compliment thing you know it's it's it it felt like you know this was like this was like a thank you or some sort of um some sort of form of you know an expressive thing that she just wanted to buy a coffee you know she just wanted to buy me a coffee and it was like it was perfectly okay 
um, that I let her do this? Why, why wouldn't I allow this? Like, do I not like coffee? I love coffee, of course. So why, you know? Um, but the instant reaction for me was like, no, no, I've, I've got to do, I've got to, I've got to do this. You know, this is this masculine thing coming up, but then also it's this kind of compliment thing of, of that would have maybe made her feel uncomfortable potentially, you know what I mean? Because she was there saying that like she felt that I'd given her something or, or helped her with something or sort of um, helped her discover something or whatever the thing was from her side. But then again, she wanted to sort of show um, an appreciation for that. That's what it, that's what it was. Right. And there I was like for a split second saying, well, actually like almost reaching for the wallet saying, no, no, well, this is correct. If the man buys the copy, it's like, no, 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 let her do that. Let her show that. Let her have this moment where she's kind of expressing herself. And this is, this is beautiful. This is how it should be. It sounds like you're in a very beautiful shifting period in your life, but I also could really relate with you a lot. Uh, my, I also come from a family. My parents split up when I was young and my mom raised three of us. Mm. So I myself, it, it sounds maybe funny, but I had a lot of masculinity inside of me. And mm. now when you were telling me the story, I yeah. remember just recently when I came back uh, from a trip with all the free diving gear and everything and my suitcase was like 20 kilos and you know, I was that girl who would like never ask someone to lift something if it's heavy. And I learned that that's like, okay, I can ask for help. And uh, yeah, just ask a guy to carry my luggage. And I, in a way, started to learn through little things to receive love. And yeah, in a way, that's what you were explaining, just to receive it without having the need to give it back and say thank you and, yeah, do something in return. Yeah, and and also this kind of like then then this a little bit sort of plugs into sort of um, how people, you know, now we go, it's on the same, it's on the same, definitely related here, but, you know, the fact that people in general have a really, really hard time asking for help. Oh, true. It's like it's it's like it's like a weakness, or it's like what you can't handle this yourself, or you know, like what, like come on, we all need help. No one does. Like it's there's not really that many things that any that people are doing that ha- doesn't require some assistance or some help or some support or some you know whether it's emotional support, whether it's like in your case lifting something or um, you know like a physical physical kind of uh, help, you know. Um, whatever it is, it's, there's very few things in life where, um, you know, it's just happening by itself, by that person's own, own two hands. It's very few things. Um, in fact, uh, for me personally, it's, I, that's one thing that I almost, you know, I'm not going to, I was almost going to say I refuse to do anything by myself, but, but that's not the correct way to say it. But like, I really prefer and I hope for doing things collaboratively and um, I'm more motivated. I know that I'm more motivated. I feel like I get better results when I, when I have people giving input or helping me or, you know, um, you know, 
like like accepting help or giving me ideas or sort of like uh, pushing me or testing testing or challenging something that I kind of sort of might believe in my own self um, and you know with and also this goes this sort of coincides with you know the sort of um, <laughs> I don't know can I say like death of the ego or at least sort of the observation that the ego is very present and that it's, um, you know, it's it, the ego is responsible for a lot of motivation and it's responsible for a lot of momentum and a lot of, for me personally, a lot of, you know, it's been my ego has been present when some really amazing things have been happening in my life. Um, but at the same time, it's overbearing. I mean, we're talking about this balance again, right? I mean, you know, uh, the ego has serves a purpose um, in every which way. But at the same time, it's like uh, it can be overwhelming and overbearing. So for me, <laughs> you know, just it's it's been like this really fascinating journey to sort of be able to, you know, accept help, accept love, receive love, receive help, allow others in, allow other people to, you know, I don't have all the answers all the time. Or in a way, I do have the answers inside, but often I need other people to have input. I need other people to spark that inside of me or provoke that inside of me or challenge me in some way or, um, you know, say something that I'm like, that I might disagree with. And then I'm like, oh God, you know, this is, why am I feeling such strong you know, some sort of negative feeling and then I'm kind of lumping it on that person. It's like this person's done nothing but ask a question or or say something reasonable and then it's like, oh, here we go again. I have to look in the mirror. This is my reaction, you know. So it's been this – is, this is like a, a – this is kind of the greatest, uh, <laughs> well, challenge or discovery or what whatsoever. I mean, this is like a really – fascinating to place to be where you're starting to um um be aware of the ego um and then sort of yeah you know, no we're not we're, it's not like this ego is like bubbling away just trying to get up and bubble up at any point it's more like you know just observing it and understanding like being responsible for your own your own um you know, your own, your own self, really everything about yourself being responsible. And then also understanding that your, your thoughts are not, you know, your emotional responses are often products of traumas and past experiences. And that isn't your personality as well. And just to be okay with that, to understand that, but to be okay with that as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it really connects the dots for me here because when you said that it's so important to ask for the help, I don't know if you will connect here, but I was I was always thinking that like, yeah, being collaborative in a community, in a tribe, it's so good. But yeah. I'm 28 and I only learned it, it this past year to ask for the, for the help because mm-hmm. as I realized, I was always contributing in that community. And when like some struggles would come up I would just like shut myself down and hide and wait it out and I have learned because at first when people would okay how can I help I would be like I I I wouldn't have an answer to that question 
And I think what you shared about men not being able to share these struggles, it connects my thoughts like back to it, that then they feel alone as that lady in the shopping mall, right? Yeah. When you're not sharing it, it feels that you you are alone in all of this. And when you share it, it seems like, oh, everyone is going through this magical yeah. shit, as you said. <laughs> well, here's the other thing, right? So there's a perspective shift too, right? So the way, the same way that I, I identified within this lovely uh, young lady who wanted to buy a coffee for me and show an appreciation, um, it was there was a there was a perspective shift. I, I was I was going into some sort of formatted response where I'm like, well, I'm the man. I, I I should be paying that. And then actually, very quickly, I was like, I'm thankful that I was able to see this quickly enough that I, I kept my mouth shut and I didn't reach for the wallet and let her do that. And that was kind of, in a way, giving her the opportunity. You know what I mean? And in the same way uh, that you're, you know, if you're asking for help, you could even um, you know, shift the perspective and say, listen, I'm, I'm allowing this uh, lovely man or who, this male to help me and to show, he, to, to give me something and that might help him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I do. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's some, often it can be just a perspective shift. Instead of thinking I'm weak, it's kind of maybe empowering someone else. Is that beautiful polarity when you like understand feminine and masculine that they always like yeah. play together? You don't need to separate them, and it's so beautiful in exactly. that way. Yeah, exactly. It's been so lovely to speak with you, and I think I could just go on and on for hours. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you so much for being open and so kind and sharing your stories uh, with all of us uh where people could find you and learn more about call exposure breath work that you teach and some read some spiritual awakening um uh, posts that you share so much yeah just just basically from my name so my name l-e-i-g-h um last name e-w-i-n lee Yuan. um you know, just basically my, my social media is this, my website is this, um, it's handles. And then, you know, what I'm really, really excited about coming up is this book, this book, um, and how that will, you know, some of these analogies that I'm sharing with you here, like this, uh, fresh water meets the, you know, the, the ocean meets the river and vice versa. You know, these are these are things that I've thought deeply about for a long time, and I've just been able. I'm so happy to be able to kind of like bring those into a, some sort of literature of my own. And um, you know, I think that there's, you know, ultimately, ultimately, everything that I'm about is is um, personal responsibility and personal freedom. Mm. And um, you know, freedom to feel, experience. Uh, everything that you need to in this life to take you where you need to go or where you want to go. And, and then I think also like, you know, the responsibility of this too, this is a, such a, such a, an important part, you know, like 
it's it's funny because people believe in many ways that the um, freedom is lack of responsibility. It's like, oh, I'm so free. I don't have to go to work. I don't have to pay these bills or I don't have to do things when actual f- complete freedom is taking complete responsibility, in my opinion, taking total responsibility of all things of your life. That's when true freedom uh, for me um, is kind of present. So everything I'm, everything I'm kind of guiding and teaching with uh, people is all about this, coming back inside of their self um, and then taking the responsibility for all the actions, your reactions, yourself, your body, your thoughts, everything. Um, and then this, this quite often uh, leads people to this, this realisation and this embodiment of freedom. And then also, um, obviously, everything that I'm teaching and guiding and sharing with people involves like this, you know, this overarching sort of um, conscious layer. I just believe that um, if you add, I think we should all be living life with a little bit more conscious um, element or this consciousness because it enriches everything. And then we understand like why and how we're doing you know, doing everything and that, that will translate into a sort of more connected life and a more fulfilling, enriched life. So that's kind of like the, that's kind of my philosophy, you know, and that's a lot, a lot like it's so nice to be able to um, like very soon be able to share this in a, in the, in the, in a, a book in the format, you know, of literature, you know. So. Yeah. Congratulations on the book. Do you have the release date? Uh, it's one of these ones, you know, uh, to be honest, this is, I think this is the first time I really spoke about it in like public, like I haven't really, it's been sort of this thing going on in the background. So, um, all things, yeah, yeah. This is like an exclusive, I think. Yeah. Um, they, it should be with a bit of luck. It should be September. Mm, great. It's, it should be whoa, it's coming in a, like in a month almost. Yeah. Yeah, we're this is a crazy like the editing is now happening. The editing of the books going going on, and now the next the next part will be the you know the you know designing of the you know like there's going to be some graphics and things like this. Like some of these analogies, I think it adds weight so that there's like a visual element to those. So a few pictures. I like pictures in my books too. Yeah, and, and um, not a big book either. Like it's not really really long, but it's quite dense with. Uh, philosophy and sort of like these analogies and things so um it's i hope it's sort of like a really small book meaning the actual size of the book small that somebody could even put it in their back pocket and take it around with them not like a bible or something but like you know maybe maybe a breath bible or a kind of consciousness <laughs> bible i don't know but uh something that you could just take it with you and then you can kind of like grab it out and read a, a, a certain part of that book at any point. Uh, maybe it is sounding like a Bible, isn't it? But <laughs> maybe it is sounding like a breath Bible all of a sudden. But um, yeah, this is the idea that it gives people sort of like the possibility to kind of plug into this and, 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 and reach for some of that kind of sort of rich sort of philosophy and sort of plug into those. For someone who is listening and interested in that, will be will it be available on your website? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it'll it'll, it'll yeah, it'll be on uh, it'll be um, like a big release and everything like this. So um, yeah, it's, it's some exciting things. There's some really well known people that will have some input into this too. So um, 
with all things going the way that they should, they are currently. So I'm so I'm so I'm so happy. This has really been manifested as well, you know. From you know, I've been talking many things. Um, you know, all of this journey that we've been sharing with you uh, and your 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 listeners uh, today. You know, all of these lovely little things, like moments in my life, I've been able to sort of like kind of encapsulate those and sort of like um, insert those into this into this literature. And it's like it's so cool because it really is me inside of there, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's like quite proud thing. But then also there's still a lot of work to go, but I just can't wait to um, to share it with people. That's so exciting. I can't wait to see it and read it. And I will put it in the show notes for sure. And it seems to me if I could say that, just talking to you and from the social media, what you share, it seems like you're in such an aligned moment in your life. Whereas you said, like, everything is manifesting in a way as it should. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Um, thank you for saying that and, and observing and um, uh, sharing that with me because, yeah, it, you know, there's big patches of life where you're wondering what's the point and, like, am I doing the right thing and all this sort of thing. But as I mentioned right at the very start when we're talking about all the cold exposure and how I got to Finland and, think you know, the whole, the whole journey, yeah, 100%. 100% uh, in exactly the right place, uh, exactly where I need to be. Um, and I think I have a, a small, I hope, have the vision that this, this book will help people also find that. This is, the, this is the beauty of this book. This is why I'm quite happy about it, how it's shaping up now. Um, because, with you know, there's something in this kind of book for everybody. Yeah. You know, there's little little pieces in there that they could take out, but then some people might look at the whole book and say, wow, this is something that changes or like this is a philosophical way to live life actually. So, um, you know, and this is this is like literally my story inside of there without really me being inside of there. Like I don't refer to myself in there. It's just sort of talking philosophically, but it's kind of my philosophy <laughs> if you want to say it like this. All of your teachings put in one book and you know it's crazy but when you said 100% the timer hit 100 at the exact time when you said it (laughs) (laughs) I was like damn Uh, yeah that's also yeah I'm I'm, I'm into my numbers too I'm into numerology and and the meaning of, of things like this too so yeah definitely okay it's been a pleasure once again I enjoyed this conversation Thank you so much for being on the show, for sharing. Yeah, you're most welcome. Thanks for having me. It's really, It's been really lovely discussion, yeah. Yeah, on my side as well. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode, another conversation with Long Vilef. There's part one of this episode. If you're looking for meaningful support, which we all need to feel less stressed, join the Long Vilef tribe and subscribe to the newsletter in the show notes or book a coaching session with me, Ace Thank you for listening again. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the show on Apple, on Spotify, and leave a comment. It means so much to me. If you found it insightful, share it with a friend or on social media. Every share and comment means so much and is awesome and helpful.